Welcome to episode number 302 of Destination Linux. Destination Linux is a video podcast from the Text Digital Network. If you're new to the show, Destination Linux is a podcast perfect for all experience levels. Whether you're brand new to open source or a guru of sudo, this is the podcast for you. My name is Jill. I'm Michael. And I'm Ryan. And on this week's awesome episode of Destination Linux, we're going to discuss the Twitter saga. What alternatives can you look at? Then we'll be taking a look at Firefox and some sweet deals on services. Plus, we have our famous tips, tricks, and software picks. All this and more coming up right now on Destination Linux to keep those penguins marching. This week in our community feedback, we have feedback from Paul. And if you want to send in your own feedback, go to tuxdigital.com slash contact to get in touch or join the Tux Digital community forum by going to tuxdigital.com and clicking on the forum link at the top of the page. Paul goes on to say, Hi, DLN crew. Greetings from the little island somewhat off your East Coast, 6,650 km. What is that? Is that like some way of measuring on another side of the planet? I've never heard of km. We, we do miles here in the U.S., people. Miles, the perfect measurement is in miles, but so 6,650, whatever that is in miles, apparently, also known as Ireland. There is a community <laughs> of Linux users here. Where we're, we're going with this. We're a small group on a world scale thus far. I love your show. The positive spin you on put on all projects is so inspiring and brings me hope for the future. Really appreciate that. Mostly that's Jill and us trying to be more like Jill. Yes, but we try to be, yes. we try to emulate Jill. Yes, we try to be Jill. By the way, we have a lot of listeners from Ireland. So of Yay. all of the Linux people, we've got a really solid community there. I have one small request. Could you possibly list the show tips, particularly the command line tips, somewhere on the site? Michael, would you please do some work around here and get that done? So, okay, Ryan, let me just clarify something for the listeners who are not aware. We do post those things in the show notes. However... If you're looking for a specific one of a specific show that you're, you know, you remembered and you want to go Paul look it said, up. That's what Paul said, Michael. Uh, okay, so so Paul, um, there are times where I forget to put it in the show notes. It has it's happened. Just let me know in the YouTube comments or on the Discord server or whatever, and then I'll fix it. But we typically try to have it in there. Uh, sometimes Ryan doesn't put the notes properly, so I have to like do more than copy paste. I mean, it's it's really Ryan slacking, not me. <laughs> so somehow that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. What if I want? What if I'm trying to look through hundreds of shows? Where do I go then, Michael? Like, is there a site we are go to? Currently creating a page on the tuxdigital.com website where you can have all of the picks, <gasps> all of the picks, and all of the tips in one place. And it's organized. Well, it's it's not done yet, but it will be soon. So uh, you can go to tuxdigital.com slash DLPix. By the time this is out, it probably still won't be there. But cool. at some point, it will be. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're starting to know yourself, Michael. Yeah. That's very important. Uh, yeah. They go uh, on to I'm say- I'm not going to make a claim. I'm not going to guarantee something I know is probably not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, they go on to say they've been racking their brains to remember a particular command and they're searching back through the shows and can't find it. They say they've learned so much from the show. I wish I could send you guys a lot of Spondulix, Aww. which Whatever that I is. had no idea what that was. So I looked it up and apparently that's money. So, oh, okay. Cool. Yes. 
cool. Uh, I don't have them to send, at least not yet. You guys are truly awesome. We love your faces, even if we can't see them. Keep up the fantabulous work. Live long and Linux. I like that ending, live long. Yeah, yeah I like the ending. That's dope. Also, it says in the message that we love your faces, even though we can't see them, you totally can because we have a video version of Yay. this show on our YouTube channel. So if you go to tuxdigital.com slash Destination Linux, then you can see the video version that is embedded on the website for each episode. So you can see our faces mm -hmm. and decide whether or not you actually do love our faces. Want to yeah. continue to see our faces. <laughs> In fact, They're like, you know what? I'm going to go back to the podcast version. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, uh, you ruined it for me. <laughs> In fact, Paul, I'm looking at Ryan and Michael's faces right now and enjoying them. <laughs> oh, look at that. Jill, it's not uh, polite Jill's to lie, best. but that's it's a sweet oh, lie. It's a we harmless appreciate lie. Your lie. They're yeah, very handsome lie. boys, Paul. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm going to blush uh, here. I, I, well, so speaking of handsome, we have a handsome sponsor to talk about, <laughs> and that's DigitalOcean. Cloud computing can be, let's say, complex, but standing up reliable, affordable cloud infrastructure really doesn't have to be. And thanks to DigitalOcean, you can get set up and run with your, their awesome cloud platform quickly and easily. And at DigitalOcean, you can enjoy a, enjoy a comprehensive portfolio of compute, storage, database, and networking products that put your cloud infrastructure in capable hands so you and your teams can get back to doing what matters most, building world-changing apps that grow your business. DigitalOcean also offers predictable pricing, robust product documentation, and services that developers love. For example, Although I'm not a developer, I do love the DigitalOcean Marketplace because, well, I'm not a developer. It makes it a lot easy, a lot easier to set up all these different types of software on your servers. Just, you know, a few clicks and you have a droplet ready to go. It's awesome. Plus, at DigitalOcean, you can get support for every stage of growth, whether you have one person or a team of a thousand people. People, You can get this awesome setup with their powerful, simple cloud computing platform. And as a listener of the Destination Linux podcast and a member of the Touch Digital community, you can get started for free. In fact, it's even better than free because DigitalOcean is giving you a $100 60-day free credit when you go to do.co slash tux2022. That's do.co slash tux2022. So again, go get started on DigitalOcean's awesome cloud platform with their $100 60-day free credit on do.co slash tux2022. So I hate social media. And I have very little social media presence, but one social media site that I decided to keep, I got rid of Facebook and the Instagrams and all of that crap was Twitter. And the reason being is, you know, you've got this microblogging site. It's only 500 characters. It doesn't make you use your real name and all of this stuff. And yes, there's privacy issues with it but it seemed like it's a great place for creators specifically if you're doing YouTube content and other things to quickly get out a link to your videos and some of the stuff you're doing and do some engagement with the public overall. There have been many moments, even before all of this disaster happened where I've been like, I'm going to delete my Twitter and you know, the 5,000 or whatever followers I have, they'll move over to wherever I go. But sure. Mm. That didn't happen. No. The 5,000 people never moved when I was like, hey, I'm going to Mastodon or some other thing. Like they, you know, I'd get a thousand or so that would come over. But, you know, it just, so I've kept Twitter around. Mm -hmm. But it's been increasingly a struggle to keep Twitter around. Um, but I want to talk about Twitter. So Twitter launched in 2006. It has about mm -hmm. 330 million active users, and that's a lot. 
I would love to have 330 million subscribers to my YouTube channel. So I don't want to balk at that and act like that's nothing. But when you compare it, I thought you were going like, to say like, I you going to say like, oh, I'd love to have 330 million subscribers to my YouTube channel. Hint, hint. Yes, subscribe. That too. <laughs> go, go to Das Geek channel and, and click that subscribe button. I've got an amazing Ubuntu video out there right now. Yeah, yeah you check do. It out. Out. <laughs> Thank you, Jill. I really felt that. Like, Michael, you're not sincere when you say, it, but I really felt it what? when Jill said it. Jill I said, I had said, a lot of yes, sincerity in that. I agreed with Jill. See. <laughs> okay. But there Facebook, for instance, has 2.8 billion people. Oh, okay. I would like those subscriber numbers too. That would be great. That'd be nice. 2.8 billion. Nice. Yeah. Instagram has a billion. That's with a B. Mm -hmm. so yeah, 330 million with Twitter. You've got 2.8 billion with Facebook. TikTok has over a billion people as well. One of the fastest growing privacy disasters on the planet, in my opinion. So Twitter has 7,500 employees and not a lot of growth, but lots of potential there with 330 million. And Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, and no, he did not found Tesla. He basically uh, invested in Tesla. A lot of people say he founded Tesla. It's just a little thing to clear up there. Uh, but Didn't since this time, Twitter has been a complete and utter circus by anybody's standards, I think. Yes. Well, Maybe not anybody. There's some crazy wacko people out there, but it's been a little bit of a circus. And yeah. one of the things that particularly made me angry about this circus is the layoffs and how they were done through email. Hey, you've got, you know, a couple hours to go click an email to decide if you want a job or a day or whatever he did there. It was just completely inhumane. Uh, I'm not saying companies don't need to do layoffs. It's an unfortunate thing that happens because of poor planning and leadership's part. That might not necessarily be Elon's fault, but the way he managed it is his responsibility. And it was done extremely poor to the point where they were laying off people and then begging them to come back because they were laying off the wrong people and all this kind of huh. nonsense and stuff happening. Yeah, that that and they, they laid <laughs> off the person doing the security badges and other things. Yeah. So on that note, I wasn't a big fan. I'm not a big fan. In fact, I think it's a terrible demonstration of leadership of how that was handled. There's a bunch of stuff with freedom of speech, you know, but I always go back to as a huge proponent of freedom of speech, who watches the Watchmen. Uh, if you want to expand freedom of speech, I think that's interesting. You have to put tools in place to protect people, though, through that. I saw Watchmen. It was a good movie. Watchmen is a good movie, but that is a line from the Watchmen is who watches the Watchmen because it's yeah. a very important question to ask. You have somebody who's put in charge of something like freedom of speech. There has mm -hmm. to be some, they can't just, if he's deciding that, then it's not truly freedom of speech. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Some people are applauding it, but there are people he doesn't like that he's not allowing back on the platform. That's not freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's people who other people don't like, and he's allowing them back on the platform and all this stuff. So while it's a good idea, there has to be controls in place for it. So ultimately, I'm not going to get into all of the details of all of this. It's all out there on Twitter yeah. for you to go read and see. And Brandon and me from Pseudo Show may be doing some in-depth look at this in the future on a podcast specific into the leadership aspects and why it was such a failure. But what's on most people's minds now is what alternatives are there to Twitter? And the most talked about alternative, of course, is Mastodon. And this is a federated social media network. has lots of similarities to Twitter and how you publish messages. And on Mastodon, you get 500 words. Imagine how many insults I could fit into one published thing. What do they call it? Published 
Mastodonian. I think it's just a post. post. It, yeah. 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 Post. It used to be called something else, yeah. but it's now a post. <laughs> I have because so many words I could throw at you, Mike. Thanks. I mean, that's, I mean, Amazing. you're it's so optimistic with, I mean, we talk about being positive. We had a, a, a feedback this episode about being yes. positive, and you're saying you want to use Mastodon to throw insults at me. Come they on, Ryan. Said specifically, be Come. positive about open source projects. You are not an open oh. source project. You're oh, my I friend, see. therefore, I insult you. Um, but that makes Twitter sense. only has 280 character limit. See, yeah. so you get way, yeah, you way can't more. insult me as much. Yeah, can't <laughs> insult you as much on Twitter. Uh, and the big difference is it's not a single server, but rather thousands of servers, and anyone can make a server. And I did, Michael. I made my own server. We're so proud it's of you. Out there, <laughs> so great. Thank isn't you, it? Jill. Yes. Did you enjoy so, it? Yeah. Jill, do you love my own server? I, I do. It is very nice. And I thought it was very nice that you invited the patrons to come in on it. <laughs> See? See, Michael? How much have you loved maintaining that server? It's going to be easy because CloudRun. CloudRun <laughs> makes everything so simple. Exactly. If you think I manually typed in all of those commands to set up uh, Ingen Nginx and all that stuff, no, nah, I just CloudRun. Let CloudRun do all that work for you there. Right. In fact, we talked about DigitalOcean in the advertisement, and we also received an email, and I, I'm probably going to butcher the name, but Masiek, I think, and it says, I'm not sure how much creative freedom you're allowed when doing the DigitalOcean pitch on the show, but if you have any, perhaps you could point out that Dio offers one-click Mastodon server in their marketplace, and the timing couldn't be better, and from Poland with hugs, send me the invoice. Oh, yeah, because we were going to charge for hugs and stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot about I the love charge. It. Yeah, yeah, yes. that was great. That's awesome. I didn't get the, I didn't understand I what the I love when people was. have the throwbacks on us. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> um, so another listener from Poland, which is really awesome. I hope you're all doing well there. And yes, one click, you can have your own Mastodon server. So that's a mm -hmm. big advantage, nice. I think, with Mastodon is being able to drop your own server. I don't want to deal with anybody else's rules, so I get to create my own and drop my own server, and then be able to connect with people, which is really cool. Yeah. So some other things that are really great with this is you can ban people or entire servers. So freedom of speech is great, but you as a user should have control to not listen to that. You should have the right to not listen to stupid people. And Mastodon gives you the tools so that you have the right not to listen to stupid people, and you could ban them or an entire server. Maybe the whole server is just full of people you don't want to hear what they have to talk about. I don't know about you, but I can't stand when people talk about politics, period. I don't care whose politics it is. I just, like, I go there, I want to see Linux stuff. I want to see people doing happy things. Yeah. I don't want to see stuff on any politics at all, because it's just- Yeah, politics is a great way to create enemies, is what I Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. It yeah. just, it's not gonna accomplish anything in there, and the, yeah. But anyways, the point is, you have control as a user. And I think if you're gonna say, I have a platform that has freedom of speech, you better have a bunch of controls for the users to be able to easily be able to mm -hmm. manipulate that in the way that they see fit so people are yeah. not having to deal with things they don't want to see. Freedom of speech has multiple factors. So you have the freedom to say whatever you want in this kind of concept of these platforms, and they, they do allow that to happen. And you also, as a user, have the freedom to not listen to this stupid speech that you don't want to hear. Yeah. Or maybe it's a great <laughs> speech, but you still don't want to hear it. <laughs> Well, it depends, choice. I guess. I guess, yeah. 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 Depends on your perspective. The other thing in Mastodon, you've got no ads. You can nice. switch instances at any time and import your followers to the new instance. Now, I did this when I created my new server. 
I imported, I had about 850 or so people following me on Mastodon. I did the whole import thing. It worked really well. It was very easy to figure out and understand. Cool. But not everybody moved uh, right away. So I don't know if some of those were dead accounts or bot accounts. Most likely they could have been. Most of them did. I would say 95%, 90%, 95% of them moved over. But it does give you a notification every single person that it migrates over. So that oh, that's going to be annoying. Of notifications yeah, that we're rolling in lot. one at a time. Yeah, that's, so uh, that's something. Uh, at least that, you know, right? It's true. Yeah, I got all eight hundred of them. Uh, again, you got more characters to express yourself, and you can direct message people on there. And DMs though can be read by admins and are not encrypted at this point, as far as I understand. So, yeah. the way I look at DMs a, is uh, direct messages are called that because you're sending a message directly. And then private message is the difference when it's not actually being seen by other ones. So I typically just say DM versus PM means that if, if, if they refer to something as a DM, then it probably is readable. I think that's a mistake because I don't think a lot of people know that. I think that's a fantastic distinguishment, by the way, between the two, Michael. But I think it's a mistake and something Mastodon should fix to make it so that admins can read that stuff. Now, I understand that people could be being harassed in DMs and therefore them being able to see that. Yeah, a report helpful. button. Like you could report the exactly, DM. Exactly. But yeah. a report button would fix that problem, right? Where somebody could just yeah. report that DM and then the person can see it because they've taken the effort to report it or something. But DMs should be private. Um, yeah, so I agree. again, that was something I read. I don't know if it's something that was there at the beginning and now they've changed it, but so something for them to look at if they've not fixed that. Uh, the other cool thing is you can set up hashtags to look for people discussing yeah. your favorite topics out there. So if you just want uh, to set up on your own server or somebody else's instance that you want to look at Linux topics or open source or everything Jill has to say, which <laughs> is my recommendation, hashtag Jill then you could set up hashtag feeds there. Well, actually, Ryan, I also am loving all my new followers and and all the activity on Mastodon and that the community is growing be, be because of what's happening at Twitter. That's been a real po positive there for Mastodon. And I think hopefully this will, will in turn, will improve the platform as a whole and maybe even get you know more developers involved with Mastodon and improve it. And yes. improve the little problems um, that we have with it, and including, let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> ha, the <laughs> elephant, because now they're mascot. Well done, Jill. Well they're mascot. Done. Yes. So discoverability on Mastodon is lacking, and and I know That's that true. can be improved. Yep. And searching is tedious, and you know, not very user friendly, and it's. Honestly, hard to get started for new users. And unfortunately, some of the Mastodon apps are not updated regularly. But despite that, it's, you know, it's still a work in progress and it's growing and it, and it has, it has the framework for an amazing social networking. Yeah. I think that's a really good way of saying it, that there's a good foundation yeah. there. There's still a lot of work. The search is terrible. For instance, yeah. when I set up a new instance, you click on Fediverse and you assume that's going to allow you to connect to all the other instances and see what's going on, but only searches and things that your server, people have posted from your server, if they've connected to another Fediverse or other thing. There, there's all these limitations that are just kind of weird and 
discoverability is what social networking is about. Exactly. And it's one of the yeah. main things that Mastodon lacks is one of the main things that make a social network yeah. work is not great uh, at all. There's so, a ton of potential yeah. for Mastodon, but that is a big issue of discoverability. Federation mm -hmm. is a fantastic concept, and I don't know how they could make it better. Honestly, I'm not really sure, like the engineering level of how you can fix this. But I do think it's a critical piece that y'all mentioned of having this, having the ability to easily find other people on any instance is critical. And right now, that's not super easy. Neil and our patron said that Mastodon is basically what Twitter was 10 years ago, where you had to wait for somebody to retweet, for instance, to find yeah, that person true. that you would mm. follow yeah, them. And that's kind of how it spread. And I would say that's very close to that's, it. I, yeah, I know someone fair. in our YouTube chat mentioned here that, you know, most people aren't going to put up with some of the things in Mastodon that are a problem now, like the discover building things we're talking about. Right. Um, but that it's also an echo chamber currently. So I, I, I agree with that, although Twitter is also very much an echo chamber. Um, but I think the more people that come, the more you're going to see that kind of dissipate. So it's kind of a egg before the chicken or yeah, chicken, chicken before, before the before egg the problem. Egg. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things uh, because you've got to have a bunch of users around so that it's not an echo chamber. And the people who are going to find it first, and most of the stuff is open source, Linux, all that type of thing. Uh, but more people, we're seeing celebrities and other things start to make their way over to Mastodon. Actually, quite a few yeah. celebrities have mm. made their way, big celebrities, over to Mastodon recently, uh, which is pretty cool. So I think the Twitter chaos is causing an opportunity for Mastodon because prior to that, I probably opened it once every 90 days, maybe, to look. Yeah. And there wasn't Same. really anything mm -hmm. interesting. But the last week or so, I've been on it constantly because there's just been a yeah. lot more people talking. Uh, I started really using it more as well and it's interesting because i didn't know that they rebranded like they changed their logo they changed the color so it's purple now instead of the old blue style which was kind of similar to the color that twitter had so it makes sense that they would change it uh so there's a lot of stuff that's happened and um mastodon has i mean they've done a lot of work in this short period of time mm -hmm. to kind of set themselves as a position that it, they can be an alternative there are some things they still need to work on, but I am really happy to see the speed of which they are doing this work. So at some point, maybe it will be soon, maybe it won't, I don't know, but there's a lot of things that they can do and they are trying, which is fantastic. I do wanna say one thing. I am super happy that they change the name of the messages <laughs> from not being toots. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> it's so more professional the story, now. <laughs> Right. This, it's now it says publish. And the story behind it is that the creator of Mastodon did not speak English as a first language. And someone suggested to do that. And they would say that they would become a patron if you did it. And they didn't they weren't aware that that word also meant other things. Yeah. And Since once we have they people were from aware around the world to in the U.S. means passing gas. Yeah. Also, it's like another word for that. Right. Yeah. If they also know what that means, you know? <laughs> Farts. Farts. It means people. flatulations. <laughs> yeah, flatulations. It's good that they changed it. So yes. I was happy to see that. I actually made a joke about it, and someone sent me a post on Mastodon about, hey, they changed it. Like, oh, great. I didn't know that. Because some apps, like Jill said, don't get updated that frequently. So the app I used still says the other word. Yeah. 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 
So it's not a bad word. You can say it. It's just dumb. It's I just, just don't. Wanna, I don't want to promote that that word being used anymore, yeah. <laughs> because that's not what Mastodon does anymore, and that's great. Yeah. yeah. So it, it can also mean the sound an elephant makes, but it, yeah. you know, like so. <laughs> sort it, of. It, but yeah, it's English is weird. <laughs> English is weird, especially <laughs> U.S. English here. Uh, there's some growing pains that we've talked about. One thing I saw, somebody got banned. They joined a server, and this is a problem in itself. What server do you join? Maybe you don't want to drop your own server. So which one do you join? And this, a lot of people were just joining random servers that they see in list of hundreds and thousands of servers out there. And they joined one where they didn't read the rules, technically their fault, but it was like one of these things where you couldn't talk about anything capitalist related. And so they mentioned something about money and got banned. Okay, no big deal. The server admins can make up the rules even if they're stupid, but they can make their own <laughs> rules that they want for their server. That's power of the Fediverse. But once they ban you, that ID, you cannot get in to migrate to another server. So they were saying like, I can't get into my account to do the migration thing. So now I have to create another mm. account. Now, some people were arguing with me going, well, that's by design because, you know, we don't want these people going into an account that was banned. Say they were harassing Michael and then we, you know, you ban them off the server we don't want them to be able to get in back into their account and migrate over, but then you're just encouraging them to just create another account and do the same yeah. thing. And it now, really solve now your blocks like that you put in place for that user are no longer in place because they got a brand new username. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just let people migrate. Like, yeah. And know, if they're you're, you're stopping the people who want to do it genuinely, basically. Because the people who don't care and are just going to be spammers to annoy you, they don't care if they get banned and they don't care what instance they get banned from. They can just go to another of the thousands of instances and pick another random thing on that in that instance. It, it doesn't it doesn't really deter that particular problem. Uh, it really just gets in the way of the people who want to you know use it the way that it's meant to be used because they accidentally signed up to a server that had weird rules. Yep. We already talked about finding people is painful, so that needs to be worked on so that you can search across mm -hmm. the metaverse and multiple servers there. Uh, navigating Mastodon is still messy with signing up. Although George Takei said he really enjoyed the challenge and it's like exploring a new home. Yeah. So if you have the right mindset, you can get in there and- uh, I like that. For a lot of people, it will create some barrier, but- I think they could probably make the sign up process a little easier. Like the defaulting, it may already, I haven't signed up in a really long time because I was a very early adopter, mm -hmm. but does it automatically default to the social Mastodon instance, the main one? That would be cool. If not, that's, so people that's don't what I signed up one. on, but I think that was the, when I signed up, it was the only instance. So uh, yeah. I don't know. For a long time, you couldn't even sign up on that one because it was like closed for new new users, new registrations. So I don't know. I know it recently got opened again. Um, maybe if, if someone wants to have like the a sort of official Mastodon.social is, is technically like the official one, I think. Yeah, it says it doesn't. Someone in the chat saying it doesn't default to any at the moment. So I think it should default automatically to just social. And then if you want to pick yep. something else, mm -hmm. you can. That would probably help people tremendously there. Um, there's also some security concerns in this. One is a researcher at... Uh, Hortzweiger, Gareth Hayes discovered an HTML injection vulnerability. Uh, Lennon Alvetsky discovered a system misconfiguration, allowed him to download, modify, and even delete everything sitting in a Mastodon instance on an S3 cloud storage bucket. And another one, anonymous server, was scraping Mastodon user data. Um, so to me, though, this could 
happen and does happen on every social media platform. So don't post information on a platform that's private. Like to me, social media is like a square, like a public square where people come together in a public square, discuss something, maybe get together on a particular topic. When I go to a public square, what I don't do is like, hey, everyone, here's my credit card number and then get mad when the person grabs it and uses it yeah so like i don't you're, post oh, so you're saying you're not the crazy person who put their social security number on a truck and drove it around yeah, yeah. you're not, you're not that, that person. okay they okay. ended up having their social security number <laughs> which stolen, was i think yeah multiple times yeah uh so whether you're um, a train wreck watcher of twitter where you just can't look away so you're going to keep your twitter going or you're looking for a new home. You can't stand Twitter. You want something different. Check out Macedon. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in our community are developers. Maybe you can help out with some of these little quirks that it has. It's definitely got some growing pains, but there's a strong foundation there, I think, mm-hmm. for something cool. And I love the idea of freedom of speech, but giving the users all of the power to control that for how they want to interact with their Absolutely. social media. I think that's a powerful kind of middle ground. There is no perfect solution. <laughs> no. That seems like that seems like a pretty good option to me. Yeah. yeah. And I think we should let all our viewers know our uh, Mastodon addresses. <laughs> we'll have those in the show notes yeah. because they are pretty long. Well, mine's, mine's really long. It's yeah, like dosgeek at geeks.dosgeekcommunity.net. <laughs> Yes, yes, something like that. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. But you weren't around. You told me you wouldn't help me with this server. You weren't around to do all the web stuff for me like you normally. I set up servers. I, I don't you do know. the web stuff. It's your I don't remember fault. you actually asking me to help you. On a show I did. I You said I will not set up <laughs> oh, a server. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, fine, fine, Michael, yeah, yeah. I'll do it myself. I, and I didn't want to do it. That's true. But also Look I didn't know happened. Cloudron had the features. To, so if it was just like... Hey, Cloudron can do it. I'm like, oh yeah, fine. I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, n- <laughs> I'm almost at the 500 character limit just in base- the ability to find me yeah. uh, there when you type Yeah, it. your actual name is, is uh, t- takes over most of the message. <laughs> it does, actually. To- now people can only use four-letter words and uh, at me. That's oh a great goodness. design I have there. Aww. Yeah, you might you- want to fix that. <laughs> I wanted a, a quick mention, mention to some of the Mastodon clients I like to, u- to use because uh, one of the, the beauties of Mastodon, because it is federated, there's a lot of different apps to interface with it. And uh, yeah. even though some of them aren't updated, some of them are. Like uh, I use uh, Tusky for Android. I, I love, love that. Yep. And one of my new favorite ones I wanted to, to give a mention um, out about is called Cuckoo Plus for desktop and mobile. And Cuckoo Plus is actually a web app for Mastodon with an awesome Google, Google Plus theme. And it works oh. <laughs> really well. If if you're, you know, you have uh, geek chills for the classic Google Plus, I like do I do. miss Google Plus. Yes. Yeah. So, nice. but unfortunately that is a project that is not being updated, but it still works mm. really well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually well, was it called back. Google Plus or Google Circles or what? Google Plus. Circles, circles was their Circles was their group system inside of Google, Google Plus. Plus. Yeah. And that was my big uh, first kind of social network that I was on. That wasn't you know the Facebooks of the world. That that was more Twitter like. <laughs> Google Plus was great for a long time, yeah. and they decided to just ruin it <laughs> in every way. Yeah. So it was it was a, it was a fun experience. Yeah. yeah, I remember having one and not ever using it really because it was just kind of messy. 
all over the place. But in any case, look, Mastodon's got an interesting foundation. There's some growing pains there, but people can jump in and help. But security is always something you should be worried about when you're on social media. And one of those things you're going to want to do when you set up your account is make sure you have a really strong password. Mm -hmm. And this episode of Destination Linux is brought to you by Bitwarden to help you do just that. Get started right now with your free account at bitwarden.com slash tux. Password Manager software allows you to have peace of mind knowing your online accounts, like your Mastodon account, are secure. They provide you with tools to store all your passwords in a secured vault, auto-generate those passwords, and auto-generate usernames, and automatically fill all of that in for you so you don't have to. You can access your data across many types of devices, web browsers, mobile devices, desktop applications, even the command line, you can access Bitwarden. Bitwarden seals and encrypts your private data with end-to-end encryption before it leaves your device which is an important distinction between it and many other services out there. So you're the only person with access to your data. Go to bitwarden.com slash T-U-X, that's slash Tux to get started. And you can get started for free, but you can also get their premium account. Comes with all kinds of awesome things. Gigabyte encrypted file storage, two-step login with YubiKey, U2F Duo, Vault Health Reports, Bitwarden, TOTP authentication, priority customer support, so much more. Bitwarden.com slash T-U-X. Thanks to Bitwarden for sponsoring Destination Linux. In a previous episode of Destination Linux, we talked about how we wanted Firefox to create a bundle of services and that sort of things so that we could, you know, contribute back to the all the stuff that Mozilla has done and improved over the years for our, you know, just web browsing experiences and that sort of thing. And Firefox is a staple in the Linux community and you know, many fear for what could happen for Mozilla if they didn't continue to compete against the likes of Chrome and that sort of stuff. So it's important to support these companies and Mozilla is trying to make it easier by bundling some of their services. Now, it's not the exact kind of services bundle that we were talking about in the previous episode, but it is cool to see that they are doing a similar sort of thing. For those who are not aware, Mozilla has a VPN service and they also have the Firefox relay service that lets you mask your email address. So you can create a, you know, kind of like a dummy virtual email account that will still let you get the emails that are sent to you, but it's not your real account. So if you want to sign up for something and then basically get rid of it quickly, you can do that, which is really cool. Now, before today, you would have to pay for two subscriptions for both of these separately. Now they're running a special so you can pay annually and get both of them for basically what's $6.99 a month for both or $83.88 for the entire year. For those who are not familiar with Mozilla is essentially uh, the VPN specifically. It's basically taking the Mozilla uh, VPN with the back end of Molvad VPN servers. And Molvad is a very, very good a VPN company. So there's, you know, it's, it's really cool to say that they're using that one. Uh, in addition, Mozilla is putting a lot of work into their mobile applications to make it a little bit more polished than the Molvad options because the Molvad options, um, they're, they're not terrible, but they have some, they don't you know, look great. Molvad's an yeah. amazing VPN, but it doesn't look great. A lot of the apps look terrible on there. And they're a steward of Molvad VPN servers, so they don't use their servers, but they're in the same data centers, as I understand, and oh, okay. use similar technologies and things. So it is one of the top VPNs. I would trust Mozilla's VPN service here. I think it's really cool that they're bundling this together. But you talked about 
this isn't quite what we were wanting. Because I want to support yeah. Firefox and Mozilla. I want to support them because, again, most of their, like a third or more of their revenue is from Google. I don't know if people realize that, but a third or more of their revenue yeah. is because of mm -hmm. using Google search. Yeah, They need a way to get off of that revenue. That's what's keeping Firefox alive. And once it goes, it's it's basically a Chrome Belooza. There's nothing really else. Yes, you could talk about these little mom and pop browsers and things, and maybe one of them could grow to the point of competing, but that's a longer road than it would be for Firefox right now, who has name recognition and stuff outside of the open source and security world to kind of get there. So I really want Firefox to do well. I would love to be able to give them money, even monthly. But these services, it's kind of like, man, I really like Mulvad. I already have a Mulvad subscription. The Firefox Relay is great, but I have DuckDuckGo, their masking service in there. Mm -hmm. Now they do have Phone Relay, which is really cool. This is kind of like Google Voice, where they'll give you a fake phone number. It does tie back to your real number, but kind of like the email mask, you can kill it at any time and then you know, they basically yeah. won't be able to contact you anymore. That's so cool. I, think I like that. That's a very cool service. So they've got some cool things. I'm not saying this is not a good deal. I do recommend if people are looking for these services, check this one out. What are some services we would actually love to see Firefox do though? That's what I want to talk <laughs> about. The idea I had is basically like calendar, uh, file storage, file syncing, email. I mean, they already have Thunderbird, for example, so they could kind of implement this in a backend integrated style uh, and other things. And well, okay, basically what I was hoping that Mozilla would eventually do is take everything that Google did in the G Suite and just copy paste. Yeah. I mean, not <laughs> literally, but, you know, I have that as an option for Mozilla and I would Absolutely. love it. I mean, basically Mozilla would be like the go-to alternative if they had a G Suite alternative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what Proton's trying to do. Proton's got their calendar. They've got the file yeah. storage. They've got the encrypted email. I could totally see Firefox and wanting to have a Firefox email address if it had the privacy and things that Proton has along yeah. with file storage because Proton's file storage is terribly expensive for very little. It's like a gigabyte or it's something very small. It's yeah. not calendar very system alluring. is also kind of expensive when you have yeah. more than one calendar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weak. Um, but I think Firefox could do really well with these services and bundling. Now, it's not a magic thing where you just click a button and boom, they've got these services. Obviously, it's taken Proton and Tutanota and others a really long time to get these services integrated. But you made a good point, Michael, that they've already got the foundation for a lot of this with their partnerships and things with Thunderbird and stuff. So I could see them being able to create something here that would be pretty cool that they could bundle together, maybe get both companies some revenue coming in because yeah. you want Firefox... And Mozilla to continue to exist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I honestly, I was impressed uh, for $4.99, you can get the Mozilla VPN uh, if you subscribe for 12 months. It's a really good starting point, especially for new users who want to start using VPNs. So yep, I think absolutely. that's really nice. I have a whole video on VPNs you can check out. It's a breakdown of what you should be looking for that in was a VPN. A good video. Yeah, yeah. I felt that, Michael. I felt that. Not I mean, really it's though. true. It I, I, I have mentioned it on the show multiple times. I, yeah. It is a very good video, and I have used it. for People ask me, what VPN should I get? And I say, I just think you should watch this video. And I just send it to them. And it, you know for what? a couple of reasons. One, it's a great video and allows me not to do any work. I love that. <laughs> it's a win-win. 
I'm gonna send you a heart emoji in Mastodon when we're done. Oh, so sweet, Michael. Yeah, Aww. you're getting you're getting a big heart emoji. I pre- so in, in in surrounded by all the insults, it's one heart emoji. I one heart it. emoji. Yeah, <laughs> one heart emoji. So yeah, Firefox bundle services. Uh, while we're talking about other services they could add, this is still a good deal. Go check it out if it's something you're interested in and support an important organization in the open source world. There, absolutely. So last week, we actually covered a fun game that was up and coming, but it had mixed reviews. And it was cool because you could build a spaceship and, and, and travel through an alien universe. And, get off this planet. Yeah, get off this planet. Well, here's another way you can kind of get off this planet. <laughs> so this week, we have a, a game with over 6,000 overwhelmingly positive reviews. And it's actually a sequel to one of the most uh, beloved games from 2005. And as you prepare for the holidays, you know, what? better gift for yourself than a game that allows you to avoid those awkward family discussions. <laughs> so th- you can tell I wrote that. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jill's like reading that, like, I love all my family. Yeah. I, never have awkward I, I think I think in Jill's head, she's, she's, just, she's disagreeing with the things she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I love everyone. And I'm like, I want something to avoid family. Yeah. What is their option for? Yeah, so true, Ryan. <laughs> but the game we're going to be talking about today is Psychonauts 2. And, you know, the game describes itself uh, like uh, like this, uh, combining quirky missions and mysterious conspiracies. Psychonauts 2 is a platform adventure game with a cinematic style and tons of customizable psychic powers. And me personally, I just, I love the art style, the characters, the gameplay. very colorful. Yeah, the great story and the comic humor and dialogue. (laughs) I think it is brilliant. You would like it, Michael. I really (laughs) do think you would like this game. Yeah. Have you ever played Psychonauts? I have not played this one or the first one, no. Oh. Yeah, I think you would dig it. With the whole comic style stuff. Yeah. Cool. And honestly, I think this this uh, version of Psychonauts, the Psychonauts 2, is actually better than the sequel. So, and that's saying <gasps> Nobody's something. allowed to say that. Especially yeah. since there's been 16 years between the original and the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> and it has, a, you know, it's got unique environments using uh, Raz's. He's the key character. Uh, Raz's ability to dive into people's brains to battle their inner demons and unlock hidden memories and resolve their that emotional like baggage. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad if Raz was ever to jump in my brain, try to battle what's in there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm just, I'm Raz so sorry, would get Raz. wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get wrecked. Uh, Jill, this seems like an amazing game for the Steam Deck. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play this? Yes, Steam I Deck? did. And it plays beautifully. I played it both on uh, Pop! OS and then I also played it on my Steam Deck. <laughs> and it worked nice. really well. Now, with just kind of credentials, with 6,000 overwhelmingly positive reviews, we're probably talking $70 for this game. I mean, that's the new AAA blockbuster price, right? No, actually, right now you <gasps> can get it for 60% off at $20.39. <laughs> And it supports Linux from day one, which is really cool. Sold. Yes. Sold. Nice. Sold. It's so worth it. It's a it's a a long game. I've I've only gone through the first hour, but if you you love uh, these kind of platformers, well, check that out. And in our <laughs> software spotlight, I've got some software you to check out, and it's Extension Manager. If you're using GNOME Desktop like me, there's a good chance, unless you're a masochist, <laughs> that you use extensions. 
<laughs> One of the apps I found when playing with Ubuntu 22.10 that I really like was Extension Manager. You can use Extension Manager to get this, manage your extension. Yeah, Whoa. that's woohoo. What? Oh, well, that, the so name that's, so you're saying that's something you can't do by default, Ryan? Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> of course not. It's GNOME. So you can search for new <laughs> extensions. You can install them right from this app, and you can control them. So you can browse, remove, enable, disable, update the app, screenshot and images, ratings and comments, which are important because a lot of these mm -hmm. extensions don't work between different versions of GNOME that comes out. And so you... You know, you get all those reviews and things you can look at right there. And one little tool there, check out Extension Manager. It's been a lifesaver for me. This is a fantastic thing to spotlight. And also, hopefully, it's a fantastic thing to tell GNOME to just Integrate. make themselves yeah. and put it in the system. Yeah. And I found it so convenient to be able to browse and install GNOME extensions locally from extensions.gnome.org instead of browsing online for them. It's just nice to have that yeah, handy app. And yeah. it works really well. I mean, uh, I installed multiple extensions on uh, Pop! OS, including a GS Connect and Wallpaper Switcher. Been working really well. Well, I cannot wait for the <laughs> comment, the rebuttal to Jill and me saying, I don't know why you guys need extensions. I just use GNOME right out of the box and it's perfect. And sir, good for you. Even Ryan doesn't use GNOME, the GNOME default. Yeah, if I don't use the defaults, definitely need extensions. I also like the fact that sometimes people will say that they use the they they use the defaults in their distro, but also don't consider the fact that that their distro has added extensions by default. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, if you don't use additional extensions in Ubuntu twenty two point ten, that's because Ubuntu's put a bunch of extensions in there for you yeah, already. They've already done it. Yeah, yeah. So something that we want to talk about in the tip of the week this week is NordVPN has just conducted a study of over three terabyte databases, including 30 countries of passwords that were compromised and compiled with a list of the top 200 passwords. And typically these lists have very generic passwords that people still <laughs> use. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. What it reveals is we still have a lot of those and we have a lot of work to do when it comes to teaching people how to make strong passwords. I actually was talking to someone recently and actually today, and they asked me for how to get access to something. And I told them what the password was and they complained about the password. It's like, that's because that's called a good password. Anyway, mm -hmm. obviously about the length of the password. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah. complexity of it. Yes. Yeah. My Obviously, wife does the same thing. She gets so mad when I'm like, are you ready for the password? Yeah, 36 just, characters later, near Mastodon character limit. She's like, really? Can we yeah. make it a little simpler? Right. Or when you have to like sign up on like a streaming service on a TV and you have to use the remote and you got to do one character oh, at a time. That's, that's the like, worst, Michael. Yeah. That's a bit, that, that, yeah. that kind of, I do think that that's, annoying however most of those services now have a little qr code that you can scan and then log in on your phone and then fix it that that's way true. that's the, the, i love the fact that some of them are doing that because that makes it so much easier but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about what we're talking about is that we have some tips about passwords this week so first of all always use two-factor authentication or 2fa 
and not text message based, uh, basically like on using your phone to get 2FA because those can be spoofed. And also there has been records of companies allowing people to take control over others' phone numbers because Sim they swap. trick them. Yeah, the SIM, sw SIM swapping and, you know, revert like uh, social engineering and that sort of thing. So use a two-factor authentication application on your phone instead. And also for master passwords like you would use for Bitwarden, you can try to use phrases, but don't make them easy to understand. And it shouldn't be anything like a sentence that makes Michael sense. Michael likes stools. Like we know that's we, gonna yeah, be a password. That's, that's a guarantee anybody will, everybody on the planet knows I like stools. You shouldn't use that as your example, nah. you know? You should be using something that has just random words put together like unbitten portly manner. Sure. Wow. There we go. But those are some great random words you just put together on the spot, Michael. Yeah. Unbelievable. I just, yeah, yeah. It just came to me right there. Those are expensive I, words too. Like they yes, were weak exactly. Words. Yeah. They, they were. It's. It's. I was kind of impressed with myself how I could read what you put in the notes. Now, don't. Also, don't use the same password or usernames for multiple accounts. This is something that is uh, very common that you'll have a email address that's you basically like a, a service will require to use an email address. And in those cases, you kind of can't get around that. But if you can use a username, you can have as many usernames as you want and not you know reuse it because there's no reason to. Because if you have the same username and you have a different password, you're still kind of giving 50% of the credentials. So if you have a different username and a different password for every account on every website, you have a very high likelihood that you're, even if you're included in a breach, that it won't really affect you in a big way. So that is important to know. Also, get rid of unused accounts. If you have accounts on various websites like hellokitty.com, like Ryan does, you might want to get rid of that yeah. account at some point, you know? Yeah. So, why? Why would I get rid of that account? It's well, you amazing. haven't been using it. You There's been so using many it. Hello Kitty things there. Uh, one of our patrons said that they just changed their Bitwarden password to uh, not easy to understand because that's what Michael recommended. Because uh. you, you said change your password to something I didn't that's say not literally. easy to understand. So that's not their, literally that phrase, really although funny. that is a phrase that I did say. That is a funny so. password, though. Uh, but funny in a password are not things that you should be trying to Not go recommended. for. Yeah. Um, the top password, seven passwords, by the way, still the number one password that they found. This password. This password. Password or, yeah. or of course one, it is. two, three, time, four, five, six, seven, eight. One. All of these advertisements and companies like trying to put meters and everything to tell people uh, how complicated their password is. This number one password is still password. Then it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Someone just showing off that they can nearly count to 10. And then the next one is guest and then Cordy. Which I don't know why Q W E R T Y. Why is that a very popular? Yeah, because you just it's just in the top row. You yeah. just type it. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, I thought they meant like QWERTY keyboard or something like. Okay, yeah, yeah got, got it. And one, 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 one. That's you know, like yeah. something. Yeah. All the passwords that are in this list are basically signs that everyone who uses it is incredibly lazy. Like yeah. th th there's there's sometimes where I'll talk to someone and they say, I have a great password. I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm glad you have a great tell password. Me. Oh. And then they tell you. <laughs> I, you're like, I yeah. didn't ask them what the password was. And but when they what the, here's the problem. Not it's not that they said that. It's the fact that they said, I have a great password, a 
great password, as in one, one yeah. great password that they use everywhere. And it may, I was like, oh my goodness, you need to try Bitwarden. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna yeah. save, is save a lot of hassle. And uh, we, we say that to you now, if you don't have Bitwarden, you should get it. Yeah. Bitwarden.com slash tux. Make sure to change the password on your router. Don't you let, let it use the default admin. That's another one that I run into, you know, helping people with their yeah. computers. Yes. And I'm like, Although no. I have seen some routers uh, having good passwords, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't all they do that anymore. They are better about it, yeah. Uh, but it's still probably a good idea because, you know, it is probably known somewhere <laughs> because it's printed on the router itself. Exactly. So you might want to yeah. customize it anyway. Michael, to really help seal this in for our audience, tell people like your master password. Give, give an example. Okay. My pat master password is Ryan cannot trick me. I'm not ridiculous. <laughs> uh, 47. Darn it. Darn it. That's a good pat. That's very long. That's a very long phrase it, there. That yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. It is long. It works. Now, that's a very good tip and trick. And I hope more of you spend time spreading that tip and trick because clearly after all these years, there's still a lot of work to be done there. So a big thank you to each and every one of you for supporting us by watching or listening to Destination Linux. However you do it, we love your faces. We're here every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern live. So you can see our faces at tuxdigital.com slash live. And the best part, you're all invited to watch the recording of Destination Linux each and every week. We can't wait to see you in the chat. We also have our glorious patrons that get perks like unedited versions of the show, and they also get to hang out with us every week in the patron-only post-show that happens in our 60,000-square-foot virtual stadium. So big. <laughs> so, it's massive. It's so, we, it's so, we can't really fathom how big it is because uh, usually it gets bigger every week. Eat that, so right, Elon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Tuxdigital.com slash contribute to sign up and become a patron. Also, go to the Tux Digital store, some t-shirts, some hood hoodies, mugs, and stickers, and hats, and <laughs> so much more. I almost said hugs again, Aww. but I Are didn't. Are selling hugs yeah. again? We, uh, uh, so that, that the email or the feedback previously <laughs> reminded me that we do sell hugs, yeah, apparently. So hugs. just so everybody knows. We need to get that on the store. I want to see if anybody buys a hug. Yeah, yeah. exactly. See, what it, see, like, how can we even make it work? I'm curious. <laughs> Aw, hugs. <laughs> and make sure to check out all the amazing shows here on Tux Digital. We have the Pseudo Show, This Week in Linux, the DOS Geek Channel, Linux Out Loud, Hardware Addicts, GameSphere, and our virtual Linux user group, Linux Saloon. And make sure to check out the the latest version of the Pseudo Show. It just landed today. It's got yes. um, Brandon, Neil, and Bill on it. It's awesome. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. With that, with that trio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm doing on my plane ride. Yeah, definitely. I probably will, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make, you have a long plane ride. Uh -huh. Makes sense. Yeah, you got yeah. plenty of Perfect. plenty of time. <laughs> and everyone head to textdigital.com and subscribe to all our great shows. And don't forget to leave a rating on your favorite app, a thumbs up, so others can discover the power of open source and keep those penguins marching and the full Monty of Linux and open source awesome sauce. Everybody have a great week and remember that the journey itself is just as important as the destination. Thanks everyone. And love. See you next week. And hugs. I I started randomly laughing <laughs> yeah, during what the were you outro. Laughing at? It's because you said plane ride and I said plane ride and then all of a sudden I was like, "Why didn't we say flight?" Oh, <laughs> like, there we go. What it's called? Yeah. Well, plane ride Good works. Point. Is that the actual term? You went down the hill 
with me, Michael. I, I appreciate yeah, I rolled, it. Yeah. I, I fell down the hill with you. Term. 